Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Excellent. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> we're, both, we're both like old men. We're like, we're oh, really God. I know. But, hey, we <laughs> are old men. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with beverages and belting. Mmm. I love a good belt. <laughs> yeah? You're going to do some belting for us today, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, I learned this uh, recently, corporal punishment is legal in like 19 states in the United States. What, like school level corporal punishment? Like school level corporal punishment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's go there. I um, there's a spe- there's a spell in my life where I was like, I'm real. I really support corporal punishment. Yeah. When did that end? Uh, very, very, very quickly. I think I was around the time <laughs> I saw, um, was it Danny Champion of the World? It's a Roald I, Dahl book. I was so ready for you to say Spring Awakening. And... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, it's, it's not musical theater related. Um, but I think he gets like thrashed, and I, I was disapproving of that. Um, <laughs> but I think a part of me was, uh, was like, yeah, get mm-hmm. get those kids in line. Uh-huh. Um, but I was always an angel child, so I would never have got the belt. I believe that I I was not. Um, <gasps> you naughty. But I was not. Really? Th- I can't I, imagine that. <laughs> no, I was awful in school. Really? Um, oh, were you just it, like mouthy? Were you one of those? But like in my in a really deceptive way, where like teachers would be like, "Oh, your teacher's pet," and they'd be like, "Ha ha! I have won the system." And oh then wait, I became a teacher. So wait, no, I was like that. I was. I mean, oh I, yeah, I was like, um, not malevolent. That's not the right word. Conniving. Conniving. But, yeah. So like yeah. everyone thought I was lovely, but I was just getting my own way. That's, that's the way to go. It's the best way to survive. And school. now look where I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
a digression. Okay, uh, so I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask. What are you drinking oh. today? <laughs> um, I am drinking some yellow juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what flavor is yellow juice? Yellow it, is the flavor. Solve the riddle. <laughs> Do you get I'm that drink- reference? Do you get no, that? no, that's I don't. a Beyonce reference. Oh, so. is Beyonce gonna kill me in my sleep now that I don't get a reference? I think someone will. Yeah, someone <laughs> will. If it's not Beyonce, it'll be at least Blue Ivy, Knowles Carter. <laughs> We are anyway, loopy today. We I'm are, drinking coffee. We are. I am very tired. I've been working <laughs> a lot today. Ah, dear. Anyway, but it's good. It's all good. Um, it's great. You're drinking coffee. It's delicious. I should be drinking coffee for my current state. Yeah, but then you never get to sleep. And it's like four in the morning there right now, isn't it? It's something like that, yeah. I think this is something our listeners may never realize, but we never are able to record at convenient times for both of us. I mean, not that either of these times are inconvenient, but... This is the most convenient it's going to get, basically. Yeah, basically. Without one of us just like rolling out of bed to record. Which which we've done before. Which we have. Well, you have, not me, because that would be (laughs) weird. That would be really disgusting. That would, yeah. I can't even do that math in my mind. <laughs> it would be like it would be like two a.m. for you. Yeah, and that'd then be like awful. Eight a.m. for me. That's just that's let's despicable. we let's make a vow right now to never do that. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Okay, if you're still listening, because <laughs> I, I mean I've tuned out. So anyway, um, would you like to know what we're talking about today? I would, Jimmy. I very much would. So would I. Um, basically, uh, it was a really tricky, tricky quiz question. Super hard. Although, to be honest with you. Not as many people got it as I thought. So someone, maybe it wasn't as obvious. Someone went through today and liked my tweets. Yeah, um, exactly. Like these ones I that was like, ha you figured it out. Mm-hmm. I think his name is Brandon. That was him. You like yours too? Yep. He did. <laughs> um, so we, we tweeted these things out about uh, this week's show. So the first one was Dolly Parton biopic. And then um, the next one was, oh shit, I'm in Moscow. Then the next one was yes, cyclorama or yeah, cyclorama, and perhaps the the most telling one: if Queen Latifah started mamboing at me, I'd be terrified too. What show? You, you want to know? I'll tell you if you want to know. I kind of want to know. It's the Wiz. It's the Wizard. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what we'll cut to. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great I show. Know that show. It is a good show. It is a good show. What what is it, Tommy? What is the Wiz? So Yeah, what is the Wiz? The Wiz is a retelling. <laughs> a lot of people compare it to um the MGM The Wizard of Oz, but I would say it's more taken straight from Frank L. Baum's novel, The Book. Th- the Book. Through You mean Wicked, yeah? You mean <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> um through a black American lens. So mm. like kind of reinterpreting some aspects and parts of this fable fairy tale through, you know, through a black lens. Um, yeah. 
a lot of talk of like it's very urban in a bunch of different ways there's a lots of lots of references to black culture uh, it's mm-hmm. traditionally cast with an all black or mostly black cast mm-hmm. um and then it's just the story of the wizard of oz from that direction i guess not just it is the story of the wizard of oz in a it very is. cool and interesting way it is yeah that's the thing so you're not you know you're not going to see characters you don't know mm-hmm. um they're all they're all there yeah um but yeah just stylized in a diff- in a different way in a very effective way i yeah. think i think cuz so obviously there's a musical theater version of the wizard of oz mm-hmm. um which i i've definitely shown you lord lloyd webber and uh, the what was it called over the rainbow? Yes, I've shown uh, you that, haven't I? Yes, you have. I've blocked most of it out of my mind. <sighs> Absolutely fair. It's another great opportunity for us to stick it back in the show notes. Um, <laughs> good old Emily Fleming. Um, but it's it, that is, I think, is a naff musical. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's so naff. Like the the whole thing about the MGM film mm-hmm. um, and the books as well, I suppose, is that they're very they feel very magical. Yeah. But the musical is literally just the film plopped onto the stage, and mm-hmm. it's not done extremely effectively. There's no magic to it. So yeah, there's there's nothing exciting about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ways mm-hmm. just has a whole different spin, mm-hmm. um, and it, it is so. I think it's so exciting. I yeah. find it a really like boom, boom, boom. That was me bumping my heart there. Show, <laughs> um, uh-huh. because yeah, there's there's so much going on. It's so colorful. It's a wild, it's a wild design. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well, and and it is. I mean, it is a show that makes a statement too. We mm-hmm. we should, of course. It's. I hope many people will have this going on in their mind, but it's worth saying overtly. Jimmy and I are two white guys talking about this show, which yes, we are is very much about black culture, and yep. we do want to do its service, and we think it's important we talk about it. Um, but it is, you know. Once, like a lot of shows we talk about in different ways, it's mm-hmm. about a, a set of traditions, a set of cultural touchstones that are not ours to own. And exactly. So, yeah, it, we are not ever professing to be experts or authorities or anything when it comes to, to the references. But I think it's really important and mm-hmm. interesting just to look yeah. and, and work out you know, how they, how they use it so effectively. Yeah, and that's one of the cool things about the... I mean, there are so many adaptations of The Wizard of Oz, from the MGM version to The Wiz mm. to Wicked to all sorts of other stuff in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just looking at the MGM Wizard of Oz, which was totally the one in, you know, the popular culture zeitgeist when mm-hmm. The Wiz came out, um, the MGM Wizard of Oz is very white, is very, you know... Um, like a lot of media at the time, and yeah. it's it's the sort of thing that people, you know, it was the normalizing force that is what people considered to be like this is the the standard, um, yeah. which is untrue because there's all sorts of voices out there that it isn't supporting, and so the Wiz is a is I would say a very intentional um, subversion of that. It's mm-hmm. like trying to take this fable that is kind of co-opted into white culture and reimagining it f- for just a whole nother group of children, a whole nother group of um, theater-going audiences. Yeah, like it's it's co- cool 
Cool doesn't do it good ser- good service. No, it's it's more, it is more than that because it is, it goes deeper than that. I would yeah. say, but I can't think of the right yeah. adjective. Um, but it's kind of like what we were talking about in was it the Guys and Dolls podcast? Maybe. Um, where yeah, it was because we got into talking about race representation. Oh in yeah, theater, as you do with guys, and as dolls. you do with guys and dolls. Um, but it is that idea of uh, you know, of course, there should be a production like this mm-hmm. because you know and i to be honest with you i i don't think it really did it never got backlash you no. know no one was saying this shouldn't exist we have the film yeah do, do you know what i mean and you'd be yeah. stupid too because it's i mean it's so different from the film but yeah oh um, absolutely it's so important you mm-hmm. know yeah um, that's and that's it, that's really the word for it important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it came a really important and interesting time mm-hmm. um so if you kind of look at the musicals that were being plopped onto Broadway around that time. So this was this was seventy five. This went yeah, onto Broadway mid seventies. Mm-hmm. So kind of ranging from the end of the sixties after the Civil Rights Act, uh, thankfully got put in place. Um, we obviously started to see a lot more representation of African American culture in the theatre, mm-hmm. and rightly so. Um, but it was all very political. Yeah. They always had a really serious message to it. So there were shows like Hallelujah Baby or Pearly or Raisin, which mm-hmm. I think is, I'd say, I don't know which is the most popular of those, probably Raisin. Yeah, probably. Um, and, you know, these, these were very, impo- again, very important shows, but I'd say important for a completely different way mm-hmm. compared to The Wiz. Yeah. Um, what the ways did was this is what the wizard did was it's very hard to speak and say these things. Um, what the ways did was um, it was the first show that really just celebrated African American yeah. culture. It wasn't saying like we've had to go through this oppression and this was awful and look at this. Which again, not I'm not you know downplaying that message. That's a very important message that people need to see. For sure. But at the same time, amazing that you can just be like this is our this is our community this is the thing that has been being oppressed for all these years mm-hmm. now let us celebrate now let us have this amazing time on a stage yeah um, which it truly is it, it truly, truly truly is and it is just also a great musical mm-hmm. yeah exactly as, as a standalone <laughs> yeah so you wanted to meet the wizard let me tell you So I'm not gonna like the first time I ever properly got through the whole of the ways uh-huh. was at the ways live. Really? Yeah. So I tried watching the film when I was really young. Uh huh. Um, and I just hated it. I like, could see that. It was it was weird. Like, uh-huh. and it wasn't because it was dark, right? Because it is quite dark. It's really dark. Yeah. Because I was a dark. I was quite dark. Because I love Return to Oz. Have you ever seen okay. Return to Oz? I've seen bits of Return to Oz. Oh my god! Now that is dark but i uh-huh. loved that when i was younger uh-huh. um there was just something about it 
And I think when we get on to talk about the film in a bit, uh-huh. I'll, I'll kind of give you my ideas as to why. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the first time I ever saw it the whole way through was The Wiz Live. And I got my life. Like, that was... Oh, it was such a so great production. It was so fun. It was so rousing. Yeah. Um, and I was so surprised. I was like, this it's weird that this show hasn't been in my life more because I had mm-hmm. such a great time um, seeing it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it did really, really well. Yeah. Um, at the time, it swept at the Tonys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it it only didn't get one of its nominations. Best book, maybe. Oh, um, it was just best book. Um, yeah, and everything. But, yeah. Best musical, um, and down and down and down and down. Yeah. Um, which it totally deserves. Exactly. It really, really does. Um, so that let's talk a little bit about the original Broadway show. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Did you know? <laughs> That Felicia Rashad was in that show as a munchkin. That's crazy to me. How we I can't believe that. Like yeah. that blew my mind when I read that. So um Felicia Rashad, if you don't know, she was the first um black actress uh to win the Tony Award for Best Actress in mm-hmm. a play. Yes. Um two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Now, what the hell is yeah, that way about? Too by late. The way? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something seriously yeah. amiss there. Um, now, it's an amazing uh, speech, so that will be stuck in the show notes, obviously. <laughs> um, but anyway, she started life as a munchkin in the ways, um, and it got me. It just kind of got me thinking because I was like, you know, if if there wasn't that opportunity. Mm-hmm. For this, you know, all African American show, all black yeah. cast, um, would she have had that opportunity? You know what I mean? Because I mean, I'm not saying that The Wiz was her breakthrough, right. absolutely not. But it started her off. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That was her credit that would then lead her into doing, mm-hmm. you know, her, the rest of her. I mean, she was on um, the Cosby Show like for yeah, years. Ever, yeah. yeah. Um, you know these 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 are the little stepping stones, and if she didn't have that stepping stone, it does make you wonder. Mm-hmm. What would, would she have had? Would she have enjoyed the same career? Um, so all the more reason why this is yeah. an important show because it it made Felicia Rashad <laughs> who she is today. Um, but isn't that funny to think That's... that this like amazing uh, actress? Mm-hmm. Was a life as a munchkin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she oh, wasn't man. even out of pearl or anything. She was just yeah. a munchkin. Just a munchkin. We all got to start somewhere. Just exactly. Tell that to Ron Howard in The Music Man. Um, and, well, yeah. And who's the other one? No, it's him. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it? He's Winthrop in the in the MG. In no, the... but I don't think that's who I'm thinking of. Who's the guy that's in Seinfeld? Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. Oh, yes. Cinderella. I, my apologies to everyone who d- watches my videos because I get really excited when Jason Alexander appears on screen. Right. He's another one, you know? Musical theater made him who he is. It's true. And then he okay. ended up on Seinfeld. <laughs> right. So just think, for all you guys out there who are listening, who are starting off your careers, there's a really good chance that in like 10 years or something, you will be... Mrs. Cosby. <laughs> yes <laughs> if that's what you aspire to be then yes it's yours for the taking oh boy, um, oh boy indeed another interesting fact thomas mm-hmm. yes luther vandross wrote brand new day i had no idea i love brand new day that's like the best song well yeah 
No, it's one it's of the not. Songs. It's one of the best songs. It's the best song. It's the best chorus song. Yes. Let's go for that. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. And Luther Vandross. Yeah. yeah, of all people. I mean, I think Brand New Day might be might be my favorite song in the show. In the whole show? Yeah. I, I, I think my favorite is Home. Okay. Or He's On Down the Road. No, Home. It's, it's got so many good songs. I also just didn't, in that particular moment, I forgot about Ease On Down the Road because I also love Ease On Down the Road. It's so, right. like, what I love about Ease On Down the Road, the lyrics are great and you totally don't need them. Like, you hear that vamp? <laughs> well, because as long as you've got that bass riff. Like, oh, it's perfect. Of course yeah. we're walking down the road. And, like, that is that is what makes... So, if you put Ease On Down the Road, the song... Right yep. next to follow the yellow brick road, or we're off <laughs> to see the wizard, right? Exactly. You put its counterpart from the MGM movie into it. I yep. think that very accurately describes so many things about this show. Yeah. Um, why it's important, what the differences are, like the subtle changes in vernacular and how it uses so much black slang mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the lyrics, but just to talk about these things that you understand you know it gives you this understanding of it in a way that mm-hmm. is difficult to describe yeah and i think as well it just helps dramatize the characters a lot more it yeah. kind of gives them more substance yeah like glinda in the ways is like she's actually quite cool as opposed to being weird yeah this you know? like <laughs> ethereal bubble girl who's like oh girl. yeah thing i must give you we're not yeah. talking about Wicked here. Okay, obviously that one's good. Um, <laughs> Jesus, put in a pitchfork. Awful question. Yeah. Add a pearl. Yeah. Is that, is she made up? So in, um, have you ever read any of the Wizard of Oz books? Okay. No. Um, I've only read the original and it was a long time ago, but from my memory, there are four witches of Oz. I knew there were four witches, yeah. Of the north, of the south, of the east, and the west. uh Um, And and I'm just taking this from Wicked, I'm sorry, but I've read those books (laughs) and I'm really obsessive. And her name doesn't come up. I don't know if she's called Ada Pearl in the Frank L. Baum novel. Let's um, let's look it up. Let's do some live researching, guys. <laughs> You're hearing it here. Ada Pearl. Um, I think she's just. I think she's just. I'm not saying anything. I. Oh. Oh. And no, I think she's just in the Wiz. That's weird. Um, and I mean, clearly yeah. she is the the what the witch of. The south? Well, Where's Glinda no, from? The she, north? Yeah, Glinda is from the north, but I think Adapearl is actually the good witch of the north in the ways. Oh. Well, let me just check this out. Um, we need, do you know what we need? Uh-huh. We need a researcher. We do need a researcher. We, 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 we need a, a dramaturg. person at the side who's you know, yeah. doing all this that it's we like, can reach over. And you can, you can hear whenever like the keyboard Yeah, exactly. Up. And then you hear just like... And you're like, oh, thanks, thanks, Paul. Um, turns out, yeah, that's what we need. Um, <laughs> right. 
I, I swear she's just she's just in the ways. So why is she called Ada Pearl? Well, that's and a weird name, isn't it? Because she she add thing she adds things up. Everyone's name in in all of the witches' what? names. In <laughs> yeah, she's all about numbers. All of her all of her. Um, yeah, but why is she called Ada Pearl? Why is the Wicked Witch called Eveline? Because she's evil. Right. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's Eveline. <laughs> uh, stunning. Uh, you know, Glinda. Uh, tell me why she's called Glinda. Oh, because she was named after the book. Well, Ada Pearl, though. Like, yeah. Anyway. It's just, it's just a weird... Like, it is, a, it is a character moment that could easily have just been filled by Glinda. Uh-huh. But they yes. give it to someone else. Yeah, which, again, I kind of find weird. Yeah. Because then it just means that Adapro's got one song and Glinda's got one song. Yeah, and we basically never see them again. Uh-huh. So that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Dramaturgically, <laughs> a... it's a weird... It is an interesting book choice. Uh-huh. And it's not like the original cast was like, and let's, we need, we need stars. We need to fit in these stars. Right. Like, Adabra was played by Clarence Taylor, Clarice Taylor, Clarice Taylor. Um, and uh, you know, she, she was fine, but I think that was her only like Broadway show. Um, and then, uh, Uh, she was in a couple other things. She was in Pearly. Okay. Um, yeah, but not much. It wasn't like this mm-hmm. is the person's name on the marquee that we need to write yeah. apart for them. I know Dee Dee Bridgewater, who was the original Glinda, mm-hmm. she was very big. She was, a pro- yes. I think she was an R&B singer. Yeah. Um, so that that can be... I don't know. I just think it's odd. I think it's odd. Yeah. It's a weird... It's a, the whole... Yeah. There's a, a couple weird turns, I think, the book of this musical takes. Um, mm-hmm. Like dramaturgically mm-hmm. you know why are we taking this moment right now to talk about this thing i think Ada pearl is one of the big ones um, yeah i think the show loses a little bit by not letting us see eveline until near the very end um you know we, yeah she what is it like just before end of act one that she comes in pretty much um yeah. You know, one of one of the things that heightens the tension in the beloved MGM musical uh-huh. is the you know, uh, oh, what the heck is her name? Margaret Hamilton is uh-huh. always behind a tree, like <laughs> now right. we'll get in their way this time, yeah. and like that adds to the drama of it all. Yeah, and, it's so scary. And Evelina is such a fabulous character. I want to see more of her. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's kind of nothing quite like it. Like, it, yeah, she's really crazy. Um, yeah. So I've just she she doesn't even come until Act Two. That's yeah. That makes sense. That's weird, isn't it? Um, and obviously she's mentioned mm-hmm. all the way through. Right. And maybe that is just maybe that's just a fault of the 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 actual story because mm-hmm. I mean I don't know I've not read it does Margaret Hamilton Elphaba the Wicked Witch of the West does she <laughs> um, does she come in early in the books is Ooh. she there when the house lands I don't know I'd have to reread it I'm sure someone will tell us in the Reddit comments yeah
So I rewatched the movie this morning, and this was a thought I had while I was watching it. Uh-huh. Um, is The Wiz a story that can stand separately from the original Wizard of Oz? But how do you mean? Do you mean as so, in if you don't know anything about The Wizard of Oz, can you watch The Wiz? Kind of. Like, I think there are parts of The Wiz that... Certainly, your enjoyment is increased much more by understanding The Wizard of Oz in the same way that your enjoyment of Wicked is increased much more by understanding The Wizard of Oz. You get the inside jokes and things. But so many plot points in The Wiz happen just because they also happen in The Wizard of Oz. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, not that they're terribly explicitly explained in The Wizard of Oz either, but Mm -hmm. things like the tornado... You know, things like, um, oh, what else was I thinking about? Like the uh, melting the witch at the end, Mm -hmm. which granted in the books, you know, Dorothy doesn't know that drenching the witch in water will melt her. Like it's just an accident. Yes. Um, But the same with in the stage production, the live production, and then the movie, it just kind of happens. And... You have we have this pre-established knowledge of the Wizard of Oz in our mind, and so uh-huh. we can like we fill in those blanks. Um, but I don't know. It struck me as a weird, like it makes it kind of a companion musical in some way. Yeah, um, I I mean because I I mean I'm a Wizard of Oz stan. Like I love well, the film. I absolutely love the film. Um, hmm. And I think when I kind of first watched the Wiz having known the film inside out i think that's one of the things that kind of struck me because i was like i was expecting things Mm -hmm. to happen similarly yeah but they were just that bit different like like adipearl for example i was like who who are you do you know why are you here (laughs) like you're not in my film there are Um, there are two thoughts i have to that the one is and i don't know where i read it but i read some quote from one of the filmmakers that they very intentionally tried to bring nothing from the MGM MGM film into the Motown film. Um, But the other thing I wonder, so let's say, you know, we talk about this, like this is representation for black Americans. This is this new fable we're creating for them. Mm -hmm. If you're a young black child in America and your first exposure to the myth of the Wizard of Oz, is this musical The Wiz? Mm -hmm. I wonder if... Like, I, I wonder how that plays out. That is a thing I'm interested in because of at least what I see as pieces that are missing or unexplained or out of left field, which is fine in a fable. Yeah. You know, like, it's, that's, I think this is why it didn't win best book. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't. Yeah. It really shouldn't. The other thing that I have a big problem with is the end. Yeah. I said this to you before, like last week, but it it's really, it just ends. Yeah, it just kind of ends. And, and like, like Home is an incredible finale song, mm-hmm. right? It's beautiful. Stunning. Mm-hmm. And then she clicks her heels and then it's the curtain call. And yeah. it's just a bit like, are you, it's, it's like, um, have you ever seen The Prestige? No. Oh, I mean, see the prestige. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's uh, Hugh Jackman and eh, I want to say Christian Bale. Okay. Um, it's Christopher Nolan film. Okay. So it's obviously good. Obviously. Um, and it's about uh, magicians. And basically the whole thing that they say is the most important part of 
any magic act is the prestige, which mm. is, um, you know, so say you you have a I can say a wizard. I uh, have a magician <laughs> uh-huh. in a, bo- a box and it gets spun round and it opens up and he's gone. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, the prestige is him coming back. Right. Right? Yeah. And I feel like that's what the whiz lacks. You don't get that prestige moment of seeing Dorothy back with Annie M. That mm-hmm. you do in the f- I mean, in the film, it's, it's, it's about five minutes long, that scene. They yeah. don't labor the point that she's back, but um, just enough because, like, that's that's the point. That's the whole point of every adaptation, maybe bar Wicked, of the Wizard of Oz. Is yeah. like, for some reason, either it's either Dorothy longs for a far off place or is afraid to leave the house mm-hmm. and gets her wish or is forced on this, and then grows as a result of this journey, mm-hmm. just like the scarecrow the tin man and the lion she yep. finds that the thing she most wanted she always had inside of her the whole time exactly moral of the story and so to for that to hit home you need a second and a half with auntie m you do, you know, just a, a brief conversation like you could i feel you could carry on like obviously that resounding like like home yeah. um you could carry that on underscore it like, mm-hmm. have her have this, like, really soaring, wild conversation with Auntie M, where she's almost, like, crazed at how yeah. excited she is, right? Yeah. Keep it on that really high-energy level. And then stick in almost, like, a little reprise, like a little coda on the end. Just a little, and, like, a big old hug, and that's it. Uh, I mean, maybe they tried that, and maybe it didn't work. And but I, mean, I just feel like I need it, I want it. Yeah, and they I mean? did... So my memory's failing me a little bit, but we do see some of that in the l- in the live production. I mean, you see her come back and she hugs Auntie M. Yeah, but like even and, that. But that is, I, I, I mean, that's better than nothing. Yeah. But I want, I want words. Like, cause that yeah. that bit in the film is incredible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When she's like, "I'm home," and there, there's no, you know, she just gets to say it, and it's that confirmation. I get that that's the song, but yeah. she's not. She's saying it to herself and God and, and the audience. She's not saying it to Auntie M. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's technically not really grounded in Dorothy's reality. I don't know. I'm getting too into it. Oh, it just... Yeah. Like, parts <sighs> parts of the parts of the book from a technical standpoint just feel like they need a, just a little bit of help. Yes. Absolutely. Please don't make it hard to know if we should believe the things that we see. Oh my god! So I watched it this morning. Yeah, um, it's too long. Right. That's one of the only faults I have with it. 
Oh, really? So you, you're, you're a stan? I, I am a stan. This is new to me. What is a stan? <laughs> a stan? It's like, it's like Tumblr speak for a fan. Ah. I think it means you're like a big fan. So you're much, a stan. There's too much slang in the world today. No, I think the I'm movie up with the kids. is visually stunning. Um, Do you I, think? Oh my God, yes. How okay. long has it been since you watched it? Uh, I mean, a while, but I've watched clips and stuff. Okay. And for research purposes. Like, I love the like huge epic dance numbers filmed from like a mile away. Um, right. Okay. No, sorry. I'll let you finish. So, <laughs> but, no, like what do you think about it? Because I think that's one of the coolest parts of the movie. Do you not like that? I think it works in some things. I think when you've got a chorus there, fantastic. Yeah. When you're working in like a 15,000 mile wide soundstage and all uh-huh. you've got is Dorothy and the Scarecrow. That uh, to me is that's odd. Like that's really weird. Really, I th- it looks it looks like a weird barren wasteland. I think that's oh man, I love that. Like the the shot when like the first ease on down the first road. ease on down the road. Yeah. If it, if you look at that shot, it's like Dorothy and the scarecrow are right in front of the camera, and they slowly stumble up, and the camera like slowly pans up from the couple of bricks on the ground to like the patchwork of bricks into the asphalt the asphalt turning into the yellow brick road and then it just keeps going up and they just keep like it is one continuous shot where you see them just walking away from you one of the things so like in the mgm um uh movie every single shot where they walk down the yellow brick road looks like a soundstage it's yeah. like clearly it was go stand in the corner behind this thing skip on in the cameras are in one or two distinct places and then skip past the camera and then go out and like it looked like all these tiny rooms that were just rearranging things and pretending it's the yellow brick road in right, the Wiz tell me, movie come on. it's like an adventure it's like this epic difficult journey of like how far do we have to walk to get here you can't compare the two films i'm sorry <laughs> they're in two different worlds okay one was made and when was the original made the 40s the 50s the 30s <laughs> i don't know when was it made i want you to i'm gonna look it up but i want you to place your bet on a year i think it was the 30s you think the the um judy garland wizard of oz was the 30s uh huh. It was. It, it was, was the nineteen thirty nine. Right, and now you're comparing it to the Wiz, which is made in the eighties. Yeah, but you can't do that. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is the epic. Like they have created a world which, yes, feels empty and barren, but it seems intentionally so. Like those first shots where she's in that house that's like cut in half. And the creepy toy guy runs away for the first time before she meets the crows. Uh-huh. And they like pan out to this open wasteland of a junkyard. Like, yeah, but that's just, it's not on. <laughs> no, it's New Jersey. Like, I know, but it's, it's supposed to be on. But it's New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, we but it's, re- it's, it's representative of New York, sure. Yeah. But it's, it's still Oz. Like, they're not, they're not, you know, she doesn't, it's not just New York, it's still Oz, it's just an yeah. urban version of Oz. And I get that, and I appreciate that, but it's like we come back to the, the magic idea. Uh-huh. I just don't feel, it's very magical. It's <laughs> like, oh, wasteland. And also, to be honest, to be honest the colouring is oh, weird. Oh, man. 
Wow, I didn't expect us to d- disagree on this so much. I think yeah. it's yeah. There's some moments that are great. I really like. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, brand new day. Brand new day is beautiful in the film. In fact, any of the winky stuff. Yeah. Is is good because there's yeah. lots of people. Yeah, they're and filling so, the space. They're using like, the space. The the whole Munchkin scene with the slides and the playgrounds and stuff. Yes, that's good fun. Mm-hmm. I like and I love Michael Jackson. Yes, a good probably, grief. Probably one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, I I mean, hands down, the best part of the movie, and also just like in terms of like to be honest, in terms of just like characterization yeah he's oh. incredible he nails it it's a shame he didn't do more i mean yeah in a huge way because it turns out uh, research tells me um that he did a lot of like work into it mm-hmm. yeah um in terms of you know developing characterization and physicality and we all know that that was his main thing anyway he was a studier exactly you know what i mean and studied uh, my main man fossey um yeah. So great, but the way he applies that mm-hmm. um, in a film is fantastic, and he's he's he never stops. He no. never lets up. No. At no point does he ever like stand up straight. No, like, <laughs> like always this scarecrow <laughs> stuffed with trash, like and clearly and truly so convincing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so his song uh, was obviously different from the show, mm-hmm. but then it was and it was live. Um, so it, you know. It, very very impressive yeah. did he do any other films no this was his only film part of that's th- that's so upsetting <laughs> yeah i mean it is it is a blessing in disguise so the Wiz the movie was a financial failure it was um, such a failure which i again i hadn't really realized like yeah, oh my god huge hugely unsuccessful did not make its money back and uh-huh. was at the time of its production the most expensive film musical ever made yeah. So when it got announced, I think who who is it that made it? Is it um uh, Motown, the production company? Uh-huh. Is that who I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um they apparently didn't even put a budget on it. They were just yeah. like, We've got this. Hooray. Yeah. Go. <laughs> and you're like, Whoa, okay. Um, that's not how you make a film. Yeah. Uh, so kinda no to be honest, no wonder. Like yeah. But and that's why you don't need a fifty mile wide soundstage. Like, oh, but it's so cool! What a waste! <laughs> if they didn't have that, it would have been the most successful musical film ever. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, also I just God. casting um, five hundred people in it, like all of the. Yeah, it yeah, goes on for too long. But the introduction to the Emerald City bit, where they keep changing colors, mm-hmm. uh, it's great. It's huge. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. It's just too big. It's too big. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, the I think one of the other major downsides, mm-hmm. except maybe in Home, is Diana Ross. Yeah, she ain't no Dorothy. No, and I it's disappointing because she sings it so well. But uh, she sings it all right. She she sings Home very well. She sings um, Home very well. Yeah. Um, she sings "Be a Lion" actually reasonably well as well. Reasonably well, but, although it gets I I, uh, "Be a Lion's right after the poppy seed scene, right? I like tuned out in the middle of that, and then all of a sudden they were belting, and uh-huh. it was one of those moments—the moment I've had before where you're like three quarters of the way through a dance break, and you're like, "How did we get here?" Yes. Um, I did have a bit of like, "Why are we yelling at each other and singing?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really disappointing. Although <laughs> I will. The movie is enjoyable if you pay attention to Diana Ross's 
Diana Ross's um, mm-hmm. very beautiful, lovely silver high heels that yes. are integral to the plot point, and just the running and the choreography she does. Um, props for that alone. Very much be, so. I would be flat on my face. I wouldn't. I'm very good at dancing in heels. <laughs> a little fun fact about Jimmy, guys. A little fun fact. Um, yeah, she's. I mean, she's fine, but she ain't. She ain't Dorothy. Like, so they changed. If you've not seen the film, Dorothy is no longer like a schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. She's now a school teacher. Yeah. Because Diana Ross was like in her thirties when they filmed it. Like, yeah. it, 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 that's that's silly. Yeah. And and not enough. Like they could have made it more. It's such a it's such a loose plot anyway. Mm-hmm. If that was more incorporated into the plot somehow, yeah, instead of yeah, instead of just like a throwaway line in the prologue, uh huh. And it, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, maybe. I guess it is kind of applicable to adults, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. I wish I wish you saw more of like. Oh, she's having so much trouble as a teacher. Right. Like what is what is like, what is her obstacle to overcome other than just shyness at family Thanksgiving? Um, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so weak. Yeah. That's that's come on. Yeah. And that's, like I get we're right. we're trying to set up family, we're trying to set up home and it does that very well except for Dorothy's involvement in it, which is important because then the whole family goes away and it's just Dorothy. Yeah. Um so that's I'm just not yeah. the biggest fan of that. And also, I don't like the way that she went about it. She did it very Diana Ross. Yeah. Um. She, she had a major Diana Ross moment. So apparently, the, it was always going to be Stephanie Mills mm-hmm. until Diana Ross was like, no, 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 it's going to be me. Yeah. And obviously, her being Diana Ross, queen of Motown. She got um, her way. She got her way. Um, Which is such a shame. Poor Stephanie Mills. Yeah. It may have. She's so good. <laughs> It may have Stephanie saved Mills the show. Incredible. I was I was looking up some early reviews, and high mm-hmm. on the list of not doing well is Diana Ross's acting and performance. Um, mm-hmm. And like Stephanie Mills may have turned this movie around. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I probably would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, a because Dorothy would have been Dorothy. Yeah, like, and do you know what? Right, okay. So as much as I've panned the whole big city thing, uh-huh. there's something I would find a lot more alluring about a young girl being lost in the big city yeah see i love yeah and it's unfortunate as opposed to a a woman walking around new york kind of aimlessly chasing after her dog and then getting swept away right yeah there is some and so like that would have sold it even better i read a quote about this movie one of the reasons one of the reviews that said it didn't do well too well Uh said it was too scary for children and too silly for adults yeah, yeah, I'd kind of go with that. Yeah, I like I'm, a bit of silly, but yeah, I like a bit of silly too. It's definitely too scary for children. Yeah, it's um, so bleak. It's just so bleak. Well, but even so, the subway scene. Can we talk about the subway scene? Yeah, I so I enjoyed it in that it was scary, but it's uh-huh. it is like I enjoyed it that it was scary. I enjoyed it in the motif of the whiz. I think it came out of left field in this particular movie do you mean do you mean the fact it's like a kid's film and you've got like homeless people and prostitutes i mean i mean like the motif of 
the land of Oz is this urban, vaguely New York area. And we uh-huh. are transplanting all of the things that are fantastical about Oz to this urban setting. From taxi uh-huh. cabs to the subway to street vendors to bag ladies, like uh-huh. to playgrounds to graffiti, on and on and on and on, all these urban motifs. And so instead of talking trees that throw apples at you, you have scary trash cans and street vendors in a subway station. Like yeah. that comparison is beautiful to me. I think that is the essence of this production that I enjoy so much. But it is so effing scary. It is so scary. Do you know why it's scary? Yeah. It's because it's too real. Yeah. But like that's... So this is what I love about this show. In... (laughs) About the show or the movie? Um... Mm, good question. I don't know. Let me tell you and you tell me. Um, okay. So, the original concept of The Wizard of Oz plays on very stereotypical um, white rural fears. The tornado is going to come and steal my daughter away to this magnificent land. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of the Wiz is we are transplanting planting that to a different kind of worldview. Mm-hmm. The fears of, you know, the, of black urban children, right? Yeah. Getting lost in the city and not being able to find your way home. And the grand metaphor of it is I'm lost in the city and I can't find my way home. And along the way, I run into these, you know, graffiti munchkins in Munchkin Land, and the bag lady at a pearl who send me on my way, and we struggle down through the subway, and we can't catch a taxi anywhere. Like, they have directly transplanted some of these rural Oklahoma, Kansas metaphors into New York, Chicago, Boston, whatever urban center we're in. Mm-hmm. And so, seeing those things represented. That's cool. That's neat. That's important. Um, And, like, it is scary. It should be just as, like, I want, you know, if a bunch of trees came to life and started throwing apples at me, it'd be terrifying. In the same way that if I'm down in the subway and all of a sudden the supports rip themselves out of the walls and start crowding in on me, also terrifying. Um, Yeah. So I lost you, my you, point a little bit, but no, I know I do know what you mean. I do get it. I just feel it's a different thing. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. it. Like if the ways the film was set in a, you know, in a forest, yeah, or you know, was set in if the film was set in Oz, mm-hmm. <laughs> like then, are you saying it wouldn't work? Like, of course it would still work. Of course it would still work, but we're not. We're playing like. Because I I've never thought I to be honest until you said that there I've never thought about it as like the fears of like rural life I've mm-hmm. just thought about it as you're in this world that you don't know like you don't know anything yeah um in the same way and I, I guess in the sense of like you know you go from Munchkinland which is rural into the Emerald City which is this massive city yeah. um and that's that's a big thing that's quite yeah. a scary thing you need to be brave in order and to, that it, that to is face a very, up to that a very rural thing too <coughs> for going to the big city to going to the big city yeah but i feel like that's i to me i've never thought about it as like oh a rural big thing i've just thought about it as strange to stranger yeah do you know what i mean um yeah 
let's not labor the point too much. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to watch the whole thing again. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I don't. I don't I, think you need to watch the whole thing again. Um, because yeah. it's just very long. But it's like long. the if if you, I think it's a production. If you put it on mute and ignore Diana Ross a little bit, um, and look at the production design, like what are they doing with the setting? Of what was once this fantasy, what was once this fairy tale, to make it relevant to this lens of an audience they're trying to communicate with. You know, that's why they're bringing in prostitutes. That's why, like, even, you know, you look at the costume of Adipril. She's, like, she is literally a bag lady. I know, but that's the thing. It's literal. Do you know what I mean? It's literally just, like, she's left her house and has just gone into the streets. And I get that that's the idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, you know, why do they need to name the characters Scarecrow? And, Ad- like, they could just be people then. And it yeah. could be the same story. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, I again, I'm just like... It, yeah. It's too... It's it maybe too close to the bone. It's just too non-metaphorical. Huh. It's not fantasy. It's, it's yeah. just... It is just real. Yeah. Is this I... the real life? Is it just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. <laughs> no escape from... The Wiz. Um, these are all questions that we ask, and we want to know what yeah, you think, guys. Absolutely, this could be a good discussion, right? This would be. I would love to have this discussion. Who knew absolutely. the Wiz would be the thing we have differing opinions on? I know the Wiz and cats. What what is up with us? Just wait till we get to next week, right? Yeah. No, don't worry. There will be no disagreement. You can't win. You can't Let's talk about the live broadcast. Absolutely. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, so as much as I'm not a fan of the film, Jesus Uh Christ, am I a fan of a live broadcast. Uh Do you know why? Because it's magical. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) No, many, many reasons. So Uh when was it? Last year? Last year? This time last year? Last year, holiday time almost. November-ish, I think. (laughs) Yep. Um... And so this was the third NBC musical mm-hmm. after Sound of Music and Peter Pan, which were god-awful. god-awful, both of them. Um, um, 
please watch my YouTube video just to get a sense of how bad they were. Um, <laughs> just a cheeky plug. <laughs> Tommy's not done one yet. <sighs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, amazing all-star cast. Yes. Like, uh, good grief. Yeah, down down the board. Yep. Like, we had... So, we had Queen Latifah. We had Uzo Aduba. We had mm. Nao. We yep. had um, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, of all people, who infamously said, I will not be acting during this. Which is great. Yes. And <laughs> and she was true to her word. Okay. Yes, she was. We have to thank her for that. Um, but then, the crowning glory for everyone, Shanice... Mother effing Williams. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful way to break into your career. I mean, d- uh, I still I still get the shivers when I think about her. Like, yeah. it's so great. So basically with Shanice, um, it was an open call. You know, she's literally 18. Yeah. Something like that. I think um, she was 18 when the performance happened. Right. Um, and this is her. And she approached it with such joy and humility mm-hmm. and just pure grace um yeah. and has so many bags of talent it, it, it's just incredible like it's crazy and just absolutely sensational out of the park in yeah. every way again and, yeah, and it, she just kept <laughs> like there was no yeah. there was no let up there was no one yeah. where you're like oh you're so close hen but you know it's yeah. okay because you're young like she was just like no i'm I'm the best in this scene guy yeah no it's okay because i'm the best um yeah. you're like yeah actually you are yeah you're so good like I, I mean she is she is what made it not the failure that sound of music and uh, Peter Pan were exactly because she is not Carrie Underwood no. and she is not um, the one who played Peter Pan. Good job, um, well done. Thank you. Uh, she's actually really talented. <laughs> oh, yes. I, but, I mean, talented in a live performance <laughs> in way. a live musical theater performance way. This yes. is the thing I think NBC finally figured out about these things, and then it went along to when Fox did Grease. Um, yes. And I hope we'll continue on without all of them. Is that you need to cast people who have a stage performance sensibility about them for Absolutely. these live productions to work? Absolutely. Um, and like, because the thing is, it's Dorothy. Dorothy's a big role. Like, there's lots to it. Um, yeah. It's much more than just you have to be able to sing home at the end of the show. Like, yeah. you need, you really need to carry it. Yeah. Well, she's in every uh, scene. Hundred percent. She's in every yeah. scene. She never stops. She never stops. Again, in those heels. Um, yeah. And she's just, she was so always present. Like, yeah. and, and it is, I can only imagine, it must be one of the weirdest acting experiences mm-hmm. doing like live stage musical theatre. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't like, get my head around that. The thought of that yeah, is yeah. terrifying. Because you're putting out all this energy into, like, towards a silent black box of a camera. And like yeah. you know that there are millions and millions of people on the other end, and you can't hear them at all. Ah, uh-huh. you so yeah, you don't have your applause, which is one of my biggest beefs. Yeah. Um, you don't have, uh, well, no, sorry, you need to know your cues. You need to be like, I need to be mm-hmm. looking here, yeah, for, so that this camera's gonna like it's hard enough remembering steps, let alone yeah. remember. Uh, just incredible, and she she did it for your she first time. Her first time, yeah. first time. Oh, um, beautiful. But no, it does look like they're going to be doing it again. So the next NBC music, I'll mark your calendar is going to be Hairspray. Mm-hmm. 
So far, so great, in yeah. my opinion. Lots of fun casting. Oh, gosh, such a good cast. Yeah. Um, and they've got a brand new gal to play Tracy. Mm-hmm. Which so we'll is see. awesome. So, fingers crossed. And I read recently, actually, that they've taken a leaf out of Grease Live's book. Uh-huh. Just for just to say, Grease Live was one of the best things I've ever experienced. Like, yeah. I still think about that. Anyway, yeah. Um, They've taken so they're gonna have an audience. That's awesome. They're gonna integrate an audience, and that like if you if you watch my YouTube video, it is you know, the link will be there. Um, <laughs> if you watch that, what one of my biggest gripes is the fact that there's no audience. Mm-hmm. There's no clap. You. It's one of the best things about yeah. watching a live show is yeah. that you get to applaud them and be like, "Well done, that was. Thank you so much. That was so great." Mm-hmm. And you get to join that with everyone. And then, as a cast member, you get to be like, "Oh my god, this is lifting me up so much. You're loving mm-hmm. what I'm doing." If you got nothing, there's no energy to build on. There's exactly, like, and yeah. you've got no clue how you're doing. You don't know yeah. if they're with it. You don't know if you need to up your game right. or whether you're going way over. But like, you've got nothing yeah um so they're gonna they're gonna fix up for hairspray which is so so great wonderful i'm so because i was worried they were gonna be like no we do it this way at nbc shut up fox mm-hmm. and just stick to their guns but no yeah. it seems like they're, they're being no. smart about it yeah. um what was your favorite part of the live broadcast t queen latifah um, queen latifah drag king queen latifah drag queen queen latifah um and like, not even from a performance standpoint, just because it's Queen Latifah. Oh, okay. Um, her, I mean, her mamboing, or like uh, Queen, <laughs> or um, when she's in her bathrobe at the end. Yes, uh, absolutely brilliant, hilarious, wonderfully. Stuff. I think that I, you know what I, I think my favorite part is, and it shines in Queen Latifah's part was Harvey Firestein's rewrites to the book. Yeah, and oh, you're completely right. She got she got the brunt of it. And she got the 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 best lines of it all, but yeah. he like beautifully retweaked it and made it contemporary without losing you know any of the gold that was there to begin with. Exactly, like such a wonderful gentle touch to it. Uh huh, and still kept that um. You know, like we were saying about the um, African American like language and that style yeah. of, of of language, um, it's, that was still very much there, um, which is yeah. great. That's really really impressive that they were able to keep that but keep it fresh. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really really great. Um, my favorite part, uh huh, the cyclorama. Yeah, yeah. Is that so what you, you tweeted about it. That's why. That's why I tweeted about. It. I think I tweeted about it about three times over the course of the evening. Um, I think we talked about it in Lightning Piazza, so I'm not going to labor the point, guys. Um, I love a cyclorama. I love a cyclorama <laughs> that you light onto, and now I even more so love a cyclorama that you project onto. Okay, mm-hmm. do one thing right now and go and watch home from mm-hmm. the live broadcast, and it's so amazing, and it's ninety percent just to lights, like. Yeah. Not ninety percent. That's really mean. Fifty percent of It's so great. I mm-hmm. loved it. Just the whole the whole production value. Yeah, I was mean, really the, great. The thing I think they did well with it that they had neglected in their other productions is they treated it more like a stage musical. Yeah, they made a you know the fourth wall is always right here. You yeah. enter from stage left or stage right or maybe upstage, but yeah. that's about it. We don't have like. And this, it was weird because when The Wiz did it, I was like, oh, thank God, they've simplified their sets. And then Grease came along right. and was like on a back lot with 360 degree sets. And I was like, what is this? And how did they do it? 
I know. Um, I mean, how did they do it? Yeah, that was crazy um, and very meticulous. But I think yeah. The Wiz is a good compromise because it, it it's not like... I think Sound of Music in Peter Pan, the production design seemed to be apologizing for itself yeah. all the way through. Yeah. It was like, we're sorry that we can't have a full London skyline, but here's a miniature one. Yeah. Um, you know, and things like that. Whereas The Wiz just finally embraced the format. Absolutely. Like, this is what we have. We have rolling set pieces. They go on. They go off. We can do a couple new things because we're on a sound stage and not a Broadway yep. stage. Yep. But we're not going to try and overcomplicate things. Uh-huh. And, and, and they're really, there weren't vast amounts of mistakes. Like, no. I, there's actually nothing that I can think of. Whereas, mm. you know, if I think back to Sound of Music, oh, yeah. that's, that's all I focus on. Or same with yeah. Peter Pan, I just focus on Christopher Walken, the mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing I think I can remember was, was something to do with the balloon... Oh, maybe. I don't Did know. it not? There's something about when they went off stage. I can't remember. But see, there you go. I doesn't. I doesn't. I don't see? even care. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah. Um. And also, they had Stephanie Mills back, mm-hmm. which was great. <sighs> like that's stunt casting done well. Exactly. Exactly. And just how great and life affirming and incredible must that have been for Shanice Williams and for Stephanie yeah. Mills as well, just to be like. Yeah. There's the person who made it. Here yeah. it is now in this yeah. world. Um, wow. Yeah, like, when it, it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of the legacy of the show. It's like, we get yeah. it. We understand that this is important in so many ways. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like torch passing, you know, yeah. and maybe in 20 years time, 30 years time, Shanice Williams will be playing <laughs> Auntie M. Maybe. So... How do you feel, we're talking about live productions of musicals, how do you feel about the future of live musicals on television? This is well, a contentious point in our circles, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be honest, until until Greece, well, no, until, I mean, Wiz gave me confidence. Yeah. So it wasn't perfect. Um, but until Greece, I was like, it will, it will never work. It will mm-hmm. never work. But the Grease Greece Live, the Grease Live. Um, the Grease Live. The Grease yeah. Live was um, sensational. Like, it's it blew all of my expectations like i'm very and i'm sure you're the same very critical mm-hmm. when it comes to theater and i watch mm-hmm. it and i judge and i pick everything apart i still enjoy mm-hmm. it but i find enjoyment in picking things apart and analyzing yeah, um sure. and prior to greece happening i had this idea in my head of how they were going to push it mm-hmm. and i saw how they were going to fail in my book yeah and then it happened and they didn't fail on any points mm-hmm. and they actually no. shot way above, like way beyond what I could ever have imagined a live theatre broadcast would be. Yeah. So in my opinion, Grease Live has set the benchmark mm-hmm. and everything needs to be as good as that, Yeah. if not better. Yeah. Um, anything below, I don't even want to think about. Yeah, for um, sure. I just feel like in terms of on the the grand scale of things, uh, they're they're a different they're just a different kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. They're a different kettle of fish. They're not the future of musical theatre. No, no, nothing they're, will. They're the future of television. Like the, the, yeah, 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 exactly. That's really what it is. Uh, they're the future of televised musical theatre in the yeah. in the sense that they are that. Um, like musical theatre, it needs to be experienced in a theatre. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just. Yeah what i no, feel like yeah 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 i mean it's see especially when um uh sound of music happened 
when it was the first one, like I pegged it right away as this is the death breath of a dying art form, not musical theater, television. Um, mm. Like television realizes it is competing with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and now serialized movies like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is basically like an HBO movie, an HBO series taken yeah. into a movie theater. Yeah, um, exactly. Tune in for the next episode in two years. Yeah. Um, and television is like, what's the thing we can do that no one else can do? Live broadcasts. Mm-hmm. You can't get the same enjoyment out of a live broadcast on Netflix as you can on your antenna on ABC, NBC, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they screwed it up for two years. I wonder yeah. if it, if we're going to see it become serialized and dumbed down. We're getting there. We're Do you doing think... one every year. Yeah. Do you think it will... Do you mean it will cheapen? Do you think it will cheapen? I, I think it will be unsuccessful eventually right um in the same way that like in in the same way that we're for any kind of art form that way Mm -hmm. television does this all the time you know they're going to decide we're not going to treat these as individual special events anymore they're going to become the bi-monthly or even just yearly tradition but it's always you know the live musical presents whatever it is this year yeah um and then once that starts happening, they start, you know, no longer, they stop challenging themselves to think outside of the box. Right. They stop challenging themselves to try new things and it becomes formulaic and then uninteresting again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I think the art form is not very well served by the format um, of musical theater. Like, you don't, you know, Grease Live was fabulous in wonderful ways because it was very exposed production wise mm-hmm. like the stuff that was stunning about greece the stuff that was stunning about greece live is not the stuff that is stunning about the musical greece yeah the stuff yeah. that was stunning about the whiz live i think the whiz even did it a little better than greece um th- there were more moments that... in terms of like we're seeing the book we're seeing the music yeah. we're seeing the the story and like we're not watching the oh it's this great feat of daring do they performed putting uh-huh. on this live production without dying yeah like, yeah I think I think because because um the Wiz live was on a stage do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think that yeah. is why we felt that because it was the closest thing you weren't you weren't doing things you couldn't do on a stage do you know exactly. what I mean you could yeah. literally package that show and stick it honest theater and it would yeah. do very well because there'd be lots missing but right um but you could you could do it and i think they were going to but i don't think they are anymore um no. and that's that's such a good good point is that it, the, you know the things that got me excited about greece live was like oh my god they did they just did that wow right. they did that that's it's like cool. oh You're they're outside that. and it was very intentional like by the end of it they were like hey, hey see we're on a movie lot everybody right. get in the golf cart that says greece on it right we're gonna drive to the other end of the movie lot because that's a terrifying thing to do absolutely it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, we're so connected with these characters and yep. what a brilliant perf- and like it had those shining moments. Yeah. But it was much more about the production and much less about the story. Yep. And I think if they serialize it, it will again become much more about the production and will lose the story. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't want I never want to miss out on those things. And I think these live 
They tread yeah. real close, and it's why I will never be afraid to hate tweet them because yeah. Well, I think as well, like there's there's only so many musicals that would work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're never gonna get a uh, light in the piazza, you know, live broadcast. Yeah. I or mean, much, the day that know, happens, company I live like. There's right. so many things that just like it just, there's it so many musical theater tropes that don't that n- don't do well in a contemporary television audience. This yeah. is the crazy thing about it. They've been doing live musicals for years. Right, right. This isn't this isn't all. Uh, oh, only happened with um, Sound of Music. No, it's right. been happening since the original Peter Pan. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, since, know I mean? you know, since Julie Andrews was in Cinderella. Like, yeah. back when all television was live. And the the media du jour was musical theater. Of right. course, we're going to do live musical theater on television because we don't know what else to do yet on television. Exactly, exactly. And even then, those productions were quite humble because they yeah. they were just the stage show. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was and like pop a camera in, get rid of the audience, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I'm going to do is now play devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, around the time that uh, you know the Wiz Live was happening, or just before, um. There was lots of talk of, uh, well, you know, Broadway is all the way over in Manhattan and mm-hmm. uh, America's a big old place. Um, mm-hmm. How how am I supposed to enjoy this musical theatre lark um, yeah. when I can't get it? I need things like The Wiz Live to, mm-hmm. you know, give me my musical theatre fix. Discuss. Yeah. There will... <laughs> the I mean, <laughs> these these hold a special place in my heart because... I can tweet things that the world understands. And I mean that not from a self-centered, so I only mean that partially partially from a self-centered Tell me we're snobs. World. We're snobs. <laughs> right? But but also from there is something really nice about the whole world, at least as far as my conception of it, <laughs> stops for a night to watch a piece of musical theater. Uh-huh. Like that is very meaningful to me. Yeah, I guess. Even shivers. if it is filled with these you know, things I despise so much about it. The fact that I can go into work the next day and have a discussion with people who don't watch musical theater uh-huh. about this thing that, like, I bleed. Exactly. Um, is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it is unfortunate that usually the things we end up talking about is like, oh, did you see that part where they messed up? Uh-huh. Oh, man, it's not suited for this genre. And, like, that's what they're capitalizing on. Yeah. Don't don't let any producer of any of these shows ever tell you that they're not capitalizing on the danger of something going wrong. This right. is, all, you know, people watch NASCAR for the crashes. People exactly. watch live musicals for the mess-ups. I think hate tweeting is in their press release because every single yeah. article you read about these live events, they always bring up hate tweeting. And I'm like, yeah. they're not necessarily that on the, on the ball. Like, I genuinely think it must be in their press release. Like, oh, yeah. although, you know, the general public and on the Twitter sphere, we're doing this, we feel that. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I, I feel it. That has to be it. Yeah. There's just, has to, yeah. It's just, it's such an ass. It's an aspect of it, you yeah, know? It is. And it's the, it's the same way as like, as much as socially we're trained, like if we go see a show together uh-huh. and we sit next to each other, it is socially, the social expectation is that we're not going to talk through it. Yeah. But there's going to be moments where I poke you in the elbow. There's going to be moments where I'm going to be like, oh my God, did you see that? Yeah, exactly. And like whisper something at you. Uh-huh. That's the same now thing slap as... slap you across the face for talking to me and right, ruining exactly. my illusion. But yeah, you know, go on. Uh... But like we're, we are acknowledging that we're experiencing this thing together. 
Uh When it's on TV, we can't do that. Yeah. Until we start tweeting at each other. Right, exactly. But even if you're watching it with your pals, like, you can openly talk and you can eat popcorn, you can get up and go to the bathroom, you can, yeah. you know, do all this stuff. And that isn't theatre. You can't do that in a theatre. You shouldn't, no. you shouldn't do that in a theatre. Right. Because it's, you're spoiling the illusion. Yeah. Spoiling the illusion. <laughs> it's not manic. <laughs> I sound so whiny at this podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, it's, a, it's, we, we love our art and we deserve to whine about it. I'm right. Uh, so who know who knows what will happen? Who, who knows? knows? We have got hairspray coming up, Rocky Horror, which but Rocky Horror's not, not live, live, so it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Which is but is a weird But it's still yeah. by Fox. It yeah. looks early I mean it looks kick ass. It looks great. Um, but, I mean, also Rocky Rock- Horror is is kind of you know, an island of its own in musical theater land. Right. I yeah, I can't actually. We should discuss that at one point. Like, yeah. Because I'm, I mean, I'm a disgusting rocker. I am a, a rocker yeah. or a fan, fan, fanboy. Um, yeah. And it's this, I mean, this one that's happening on Thursday, the 20th. The is 20th? It, I think it's is the 20th. It Thursday? Is, yeah, I think so. Oh my God. I got to clear my schedule. Damn right. um, um, but so this one that's happening then is, um, it is very different. It's very, yeah. very different. And I don't yet know how I feel. Yeah. So that will be it's, the context of my hate tweeting. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to me that they're not doing it live. Rocky Horror seems perfect to do live. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah. But maybe for I, like production value wise. Maybe production like value. But like from the social response hate tweeting world, it's like, tweet, you know, say it right now. Like I know this is this is the thing that I I don't know how they're gonna work that in because I saw that they, they, was it them that tweeted or journalist someone someone tweeted out like um your guide to the like audience interaction of Rocky Horror right. and I'm like and like how does this sorry, how, it doesn't doesn't work um it doesn't work like, like I, I can't throw a toast at my television yeah I'm not gonna thing. sit at home squirting a water gun at my laptop that's gonna yeah. break it okay that's yeah, gonna exactly. break it yeah um, or are, are are we all gonna like tweet hashtag toast throw like right. how does it's this insane. like that's that's peculiar yeah. to me and it's i gonna don't be want weird. to do thursdays that. tomorrow i guess tomorrow if you're yeah, listening to this if when we published it on this debut um, as you should be God. yeah good for you um, if you're not what's wrong with you every <sighs> wednesday yeah unless you like save it up for a day in which case well done i do that too i do that as well or like or if you know we totally messed up and you know actually published like <laughs> this is actually PM on a wednesday this is december and... we're in december right now <laughs> um yeah uh yeah so who knows who knows we're who knows? very very intrigued. um question do you know is yeah. fox doing another one if they got another one scheduled another live I, I don't know do they have one on the list i don't think so i not that i remembered huh we'll see yeah, maybe it depends on how this goes. Uh, maybe. So, Hairspray is our next one. Let's yep. see, shall we? Let's see. Let's see. We'll see, boys. Everybody be glad. The sun is shining just for us. Everybody wake up. Into the morning, into happiness. Hello, world. It's like a different way of living now. Thank you, world. We always knew that we'd be free somehow. Can't you feel a 
Wiz. <laughs> the Wiz. That was oh, the Wiz. That was the Wiz, and a bunch of other things. Yeah, and also the Wiz. Yeah. Um. Hey, Mr. T. Hey, Mr. J. Uh, I want to know what we're doing next week. Have I got a quiz question for you? I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you, you do. Ready? I'm, I'm so ready. Here's our next week quiz question. Okay. During which musical are you more likely to die in Stuttgart than you are in Los Angeles? What? I know. I don't even know the answer to this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, peeps, if you enjoyed, if you did not enjoy, we do not mind. Please head on over to the old iTunes um, and drop us a review, please. Uh, yeah, you're missing out. A bunch, of people, a bunch of people have been reviewing us. It's great. We love you all. Yeah, thank you so, so much. Those of you who have been. Um, it's, it's really, really great. So if, if you haven't already, that'd be real, real nice. If you could. Cheers. Thanks. And if you want to get in contact with us, I'm Tommy. I'm on at Musical Mash on Twitter and Musical Theater Mash on YouTube. And I am Jimmy at As in Hendrix on Twitter and YouTube. Hashtag branding. <laughs> um, and if you want to tweet us both together, mm-hmm. then you can at Jim and Tomic. Or go to our website, jimandtomic.com. There's a link to the Reddit thread where we will discuss all sorts of wonderful things. Got some great info um, from Lightning Piazza, actually. So if you want to find yeah. out some interesting tidbits about Silicon and Bulger and Kelly O'Hara, get on over to Reddit right now. Um, and tell your friends. That's what I'll tell you, friends. We'll see you next Wednesday. Ciao, amigos. How great is my quiz question? That's great. I don't understand it. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.